Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and we have a great show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over to playup.com, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. Our best bet is the Monday morning show because Michael Noonan's here. What's happening, dude? Good morning, Phil. Hey, good morning. How are you today? I'm Peachy Keen. Your boy won a Super Bowl. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He also threw a couple interceptions like I predicted. And uh, at the end of the day, though, I enjoyed that game so much yesterday for a lot of reasons. Mainly the NFL season's over. It's a long season. And it came. we came out ahead there for uh, my subscribers and people who listen to the show. And that's all that matters to me, really. It was a fun game for me. I, I stayed in a bed by myself and just watched the game. And how did you uh, do with your uh, own personal gambling yesterday? Oh, very well. Um, I hit the three props I asked for or I suggested on the show. That was the Burrow under ones, under one and a half touchdowns, under 282 yards or something like that. Hit that. Hit the uh, Cam Akers under 68.5 rushing yards. And then we went 2-1 overall. I had the Rams on the money line. And I also had the Cincinnati Bengals at plus 5 I got. And then I missed the total. So it was an amazing day. It wrapped up a season where we went 80-52-4 with 8-plus money underdogs. And it was just a fantastic season. So people might want to jump in on getting ready for next year. I would think so. And you can do that by betting football 101. You can purchase the book at Amazon. I hope that you do and get ready. And and more importantly, tune into this Monday show with Michael because we're going to talk NFL football all year long. So you're going to get your fix. You're going to get team by team breakdowns. You're going to get a lot of topical stuff. It's going to be a blast. But what did you think? about yesterday's Super Bowl 56. <laughs> I came away a little, with a little different impression than you did. Okay. Um, when you watch a Super Bowl, you kind of want to see evidence of greatness. Did you see any evidence of greatness in either one of those teams? No, not really. I have to say that I didn't. Neither did you, did you? No, it it just seemed like there were... Those are the two teams that happened to get hot at the right time. 
and and the stranger thing to me is is I felt a lot better about the future of Cincinnati than I did about L.A. Yes, for a lot of reasons, probably. Wow. Um, it was a good football game to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the casual fan enjoyed it. But did I perceive that there was a great team playing yesterday? No. Great players, though, right? Some great players. Uh, one in particular, or two in particular, Cooper Cup. Uh, is an amazing football player. And human. What's that? And human being, too. I I don't know. Don't know him. Okay. Okay, because I know people who do. And, and he's probably one of the most humble athletes you'll meet. More importantly, he is heavily involved in civic matters. Uh, he's heavily involved with the church. And you know what? He's from a small school. And he went big yesterday. Big. Good for him. Yeah, he did. Uh, Matt Stafford made one great pass, mm-hmm. in my estimation. Uh, the crossing pattern to Cup uh, late in the game was just what I, how I see Matthew Stafford in my head. It was just a gorgeous throw. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, magnificent player, but. Do I expect them back next year? No. Of course, my other uh, reason for watching it was the offensive coordinator of the Rams is soon to be, any minute now, the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Well, that's right. Did I see anything in that game in terms of scheme and game plan that excite me for the upcoming Viking season? No. That would be no. No. Nothing. You know, that's a funny issue because yeah, oh, I don't even know where to start with that. But, uh, you know, you, the NFL preaches and talks about how they have a diversity plan. And Eric Bieniemy did not get a job and he had three more interviews this time. So I wouldn't have hired that guy to coach the Minnesota Vikings. I don't care. I mean, you've got a guy. Matthew Stafford, who I feel is headed toward the Hall of Fame at some point if he continues his path or on the path that he's on. And we can debate. We've debated that already. (laughs) Just my personal opinion. But uh, and he has Cooper Cup. And you can say what you like about Odell Beckham, but his addition to the offense made things very good, made things a lot easier for him, I would think. Great fit. But more important, you know, they say about Odell how difficult he is. The Rams say the opposite. They say they've never, they don't hear a peep out of him except let's go. You know, so what are you going to do? But no, he didn't show anything, any creativity or anything, anything special, if that's what you're looking for. No, I, I don't look for him to succeed in Minnesota. Do you? I, I don't know. I, I do know that I watched that game yesterday and I was like, uh, where is this genius uh, from the Rams offensive coaches that everybody talks about so much? Because I'm not seeing it. Uh, Cincinnati does not have a great defense. Nope. But they uh, they they throttled L.A. for a lot of that game. Completely throttled the running game. Uh I, I just don't think that there's um, – I just thought it was very strange because when you watch 
again, it gets gets back to this greatness and uh, bringing something unique to the table. Um, if you remember the last Super Bowl the Rams were in, Bill Belichick um, constructed a defensive scheme for that game that was pure bleeping genius. Yes. Yes. And uh, the Rams couldn't do a thing with it. I did not see brilliant halftime adjustments. I didn't see anything except a marginal, borderline Hall of Fame quarterback and the best receiver in the league um, got it together on one last drive. Yep. Yep. You know what else I see a lot of is uh, whining on Twitter about games being fixed. The Super Bowl has been fixed. That's not a new whine every year that people say that. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the Bengals got a gift on the Higgins touchdown. That was clearly offensive pass interference. He wrapped up the kid's face mask, for goodness sakes. <laughs> you know, I'm, glad you, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that last uh, defensive pass interference call was just bogus as all get out as far as I was concerned. Um, actually, it was one this second to the last one, the holding call on the linebacker. Uh, but you, when you get that play that they got uh, on Higgins' touchdown, you got nothing to complain about the rest of the game. Or the rest of your life. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so it, it was a game. Uh, lots of um, wailing, gnashing of teeth and in some circles, joy over the halftime show, mm-hmm. which is an every year event. Uh, I don't like rap music, so you know what I did, Phil? What did you do? I got in the car and I went down and got some more of my Coke in a bottle. All right. Imported from Mexico. Oh, yes, Coke in a bottle, yes. With and the cane sugar. Exactly. And I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So. It's an amazing thing that that some people don't understand is that in this world of modern technology, there's these things called remote controls and these things called uh, a computer mouse. And if you click on these things, whatever it is that's upsetting you goes away. Forever, if you keep it that way. Yeah. And you can... If you didn't like the halftime show, you could click away and watch some hockey. You could watch a church service. You can watch whatever you want. Reruns of Barney Miller. Exactly. There's all what? kinds of things you could have done. The problem is, is people like to whine about things. And, and you know something? At the end of the day, if you're whining about that game fixed, here, I'm going to help you. The Miami Dolphins were not involved, so there probably wasn't a fix. So There was no fixing. No. So stop all that. It was a fair game. You know, calls even themselves out. I learned that from playing tennis when I was eight years old. And uh, I carried that with me. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes you get the call, sometimes you don't. How how were you when you figured that out, Phil? I I was eight years old. Yeah. And we've got some people that are in their 50s that still don't get it. Uh, You know, I understand people thinking that, you know, some of this stuff is, you know, the NFL driven rigged because you can't really trust Roger Goodall either. Or Goodell either. But you know, at the end of the day, 
the calls, there was a bad call on both sides. That pass interference at the end, of, towards the end of the game, that wasn't probably one. And the, and the Higgins touchdown, that definitely was a missed call. So they evened themselves out. And at the end of the day, the better team won, barely. They didn't cover. And it is what it is. I thought it would be higher scoring, maybe. But then again, Michael pointed out correctly, the future Minnesota Vikings head coach is not a very creative play caller, especially with all the talent that he has at his disposal. So we will send up prayers for Vikings fans worldwide today. <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> you know, I wore... I wore I did a, a NBA show on Saturday morning with a Minnesota Vikings fan. It was a video. And I wore a classic Minnesota Vikings hat on that video. So, and, and I was hoping that you saw that. It's a, I, it's a classic one. Now, you know, yesterday I had my Jefferson jersey on. Yes, you did. Uh, as, as a down payment, as, as seed wear for next year. Um. Because next year, Justin Jefferson will be in the Cooper Cup mold. There you go. Blab it and grab it. That's what I say. And, But other than that, the game was, eh. <laughs> next, let's move on. You know what? I was pretty excited, though, because it was a good season. A great season. And, and a big shout-out to all the NFL guests. I think I got you all on Twitter, except one. Johnny Sawbox was helping out at the beginning of the year. And then work-related issues and COVID issues with the kids not being in school and he had to do triple duty, you know, it was hard. But big shout-out to him as well for making this a great season. I tell you what, this has been my best NFL season. I'm excited for it next year already, that's for sure. Now, uh, that makes the second game in a row, the second Super Bowl in a row, Michael, where a brand-new quarterback, a veteran quarterback, left his team and went on to win a Super Bowl. And I thought that was pretty cool, too. I was very happy for Matthew Stafford. I was happy for his entire family. You know, they've been through a lot together. And they spent 12 years in the Lions organization, which isn't I don't really wish on anyone. And, uh, you know, they took a lot of heat in Detroit, and especially the wife, you know, she would stick up for her husband, and it turns out she was right, you know, she said he is a winner, you know, I know they didn't win games, but he is a winner if you knew half of what we were going through during those years, you would understand, but Matthew will never tell you, so that was the end. Well, she can give it as good as she got it. Oh, yes there's nothing wrong with that, by the way no, no and she, um Certainly an attractive young lady. I cleaned that up. Yes, you did. But I was happy for Stafford. I would have been happy for Burrow. Uh, I didn't have a dog in the hunt, so I could just kind of watch the game. Right. Um, I unfortunately uh, did not have a uh, a winning bet. I took I I took the Rams in four. I actually thought this might end up being a blowout. Right, that that very well could have been the case too, but just didn't work out that way. I thought the Bengals' defense played a little better than they usually do, but you know, I think that the Cincinnati Bengals, when you look at that team, you know they they have nothing to be disappointed. I mean, I'm sure they're disappointed today, 
But they have nothing to hang their heads over. They had a great season. No one expected them to go this far. Burrow was coming off a horrific injury. And you know what? That kid delivered for most of the game. That last couple series, he was hurt. And it was obvious that he was hurt, as was Stafford. It's a long season. I think that extra game in the regular season probably wasn't the smartest thing that the NFL ever did. But then again, they still have Stephen Ross as the owner of the Miami Dolphins. So they've been known to do dumber things than that. I'm not letting that go, by the way, Michael. I don't think he can. I don't think any of us can because that goes straight to the heart of whether this league is uh, ran in in a way that displays utmost integrity. Uh, We've talked about it before. The big money from here on out is going to be in sports gambling. That's going to be the lifeline of the league. And if they don't have this stuff completely clean and above board, it's over. It's over. Uh, yep. I hope that when they investigate this further, and allegedly they are, who really knows? I can't see the owners allowing him to remain. I just can't see that. We'll have to wait and see. We'll we'll be talking more about this as we go, but we also had a couple of awards. Uh, Mike Vrabel did win the Coach of the Year. I thought he was deserving. What a great season, considering all that they went through. But here are the, the, the coaches, Michael, that got votes. Matt LaFleur got eight votes. Rich Bisaccia got three votes out in Vegas. Uh, Zach Taylor got two votes, and Bill Belichick got a vote. And I was looking at this yesterday, and, you know, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in the National Football League as a head coach. He's been with one team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, since 2007, yet he's never been the coach of the year. And while Vrabel truly earned that accolade and that award for the Herculean job that he did with half his team injured and a noodle arm for a quarterback, Mike Tomlin's dragged some pretty awful teams into the playoffs, and he doesn't even seem to get a mention, Michael. Yeah, and it's wrong. Let's, let's just, you know, that, that's why these awards... I don't pay a great deal of attention to. Mm-hmm. I think Vrabel deserved it. I think I said that a couple, two, three times mm-hmm. this year. Um, but Mike Tomlin is kind of what we would all hope for uh, for a favorite for a coach for our favorite team. You know that they're going to play hard. You know that they will probably be in contention. And they're always going to be prepared and well-coached. Always. And why he doesn't get that sort of recognition is kind of beyond me. Um, Obviously, you know, the easy answer uh, is a racial one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope that we're beyond that, but I'm not sure that we are. Uh, as, As evidenced by some of the comments on the halftime show yesterday. Right. Uh. And again, people, if you don't if you don't like something, turn it off. If you don't want to listen to this podcast, turn it off. Yes. You don't you don't want to read my website, turn it off. But you you don't have to go on social media and flay yourself in front of everybody over how offended you are. Just grow up. 
anyway, back to the back to the point. Yes, you know, I I don't want to go with the racial thing. I know that the AP media, the Associated Press, and and the football media vote on these things. And look, Mike Tomlin doesn't do very many interviews. This is his nature. He's busy coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers. And maybe that has something to do with it. But it just doesn't seem right. And then when you look at the fact that nine opportunities to be head coaches were had in the NFL this year. And only two people of color got opportunities. And and I'm still stunned by that. Especially when you consider that 70% of your league and people that you put on your posters are African American or people of color. And are you trying to tell me that these guys are great football players but just not not coaching material? Because there are plenty of them in the NFL, ex-players who are offensive coordinators and wide receiver coaches and defensive coordinators. And it makes me wonder why this is. I just don't understand whatever happened to, hey, let's choose the best guy and live with it. And I'm starting to think that some of the best guys out there are people of color who are getting overlooked for whatever reason. And it's starting to look like what folks are saying all along, that the NFL, those old rich white folks, ain't never going to change. And they're never going to give black folks an opportunity or people of color an opportunity to coach their teams as a head coach. It, it looks that way. I, I don't think there's any denying that. And I, and I tell you what, the, the more I think about it, the more Brian Flores is actually the test case for it. He won, what did they win, seven games in a row this year? Yeah, they had two rating seasons back-to-back. With that quarterback. With that, and that offensive line, too. Um, somebody's doing something really, really right. Because every week we would come on and you'd want to talk about Miami, and I'd go, why? I mean, that's not a good football team. Well, no, but they – but they delivered for their coach. But they delivered for the coach. They won, and I, I have, a, yeah, I have a real hard time with, with a lot of this. Um, and you know, we we don't know. There's something going on with Eric Bieniemy that we just don't know because. You would think that the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, even though we know Andy Reid calls all the plays, uh, they just hired we the Vikings just hired the coordinator for the Rams when the head coach calls all the plays. He must not the enemy must not interview well at all. Maybe we're going to have his agent on in a couple weeks, so we'll have to see. That would be really interesting. Um, The people that I thought were going to get jobs didn't get jobs. And uh, Flores was one of them. The the coordinator for the Buccaneers. Why his name just fell out of my head. Right. He he was quarterback for Jacksonville for years. Mm -hmm. I. What's Mark, his Mark Brunel? No, no, no. 
He's the offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay right now. Oh, see, I don't even know who these people are. I know that sounds bad, but I don't pay attention to them. But this guy is... Oh, come on. I'll get it. I'll get it. You just keep going. So... Byron Leftwich. Thank you. Leftwich. Everybody that is around the team says he contributes a lot. He is running a pretty complex offense. Arian's offense is pretty complex. The guy that, that tailored it to Tom Brady was Byron Leftwich. Everybody says this guy has got it going on. Why wouldn't Jacksonville hire him? Why? Well, look at who they hired previously, Urban Meyer. Um, I wouldn't why, think there's a whole lot of football IQ in that land. Why wouldn't Minnesota? I, Minnesota didn't even interview him. Uh, and again, my guy that I wanted <laughs> for two or three years. I know he's older. But to me, Jim Caldwell is a Mike Tomlin kind of football coach. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to say a whole lot, but his players are going to play extremely hard. He's very smart. He gets the job done. He doesn't even get considered. What, what, what is that? And so I look at it as a fan. I'm like, Oh, I've got Kevin O'Connell. who's never been a head coach who based on the play selection yesterday, Lord help us all. They yeah. they they did not do anything special yesterday. Nope. They, they didn't do anything particularly uh, innovative. Uh, they didn't make um, any adjustments that I could tell at halftime. I, I don't get it. But that's the world we live in, too. I don't uh, get any of it. This, this, the Flores thing, I think, is going to just tear the scab off of it. Let's hope. But, let's, but you know, I have problems with him, too. You know, I, I said this before. I'm going to say it again, is that if an NFL player is approached to, with an incentive to lose being a cash incentive by anyone, they're to report that immediately, or they could get kicked out of the league. And if you are a coach and do, don't do that, and now you got some shaky results based on that, why did he stay? Why didn't he report that? So, you know, I'm looking forward to this whole thing coming out in the light and finding out who, is, who did what to who. Because for my money, that guy, that guy should never be allowed to coach again because he's, he's a guy you can approach. You can approach him financially about fixing games. And we've already got a couple games where eyebrows are raised by beat writers. And I didn't even tell them exactly what where I was headed with it. And they all said the same thing. So we'll have to wait and see. And we're going to stay on this too because this goes right to the heart of not only the integrity of the NFL, but... It also goes to the heart of can we trust these teams to be on the up and up when we wager our hard-earned money on these games? That that's that's the big deal right there. And now, go ahead. I'm sorry. Question for you, Phil. Mm-hmm. 
what's the one thing that you learned this year? Because you had a you had a good year. Mm-hmm. What's what's one thing that that you that you learned this year that you didn't know before, and one thing you're going to change next year? I'm going to stay away from the playoffs entirely. You know, I don't do playoff games in really any sport except the NBA because that's actually when you should be wagering on the on sport. In the college postseason tournaments and the bowl games I like, but the NFL, after the regular season ends, the lines are so sharp that it becomes like a coin flip. And when you don't have a, a 100% confidence behind your play, I shouldn't have put it out there. I lost a couple games that I, I probably weren't, wasn't that confident in because I felt like I had to. And I'm not going to do that again for football, for NFL. The regular season, that's it. You know, for the show, sure, we might do a couple things. The prop bet stuff was fun. I've never done a prop bet before until this year. That was fun, but only on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't have time for all that stuff. I watched a, I watched a group of handicappers get sunk, uh, a team of handicappers get sunk behind the first three weeks of prop picks where they were throwing out 20, 30 of them every Sunday and got their ass kicked. So that is the main, that is the number one lesson that I'm taking away from this NFL season. No more prop, no more uh, playoffs. No, no, I'm done after the regular season, unless something sticks out like a sore thumb, of course. But these games are too tight. Those lines are too sharp. What did you learn? What did you end up with? What was your what, what what record did you end up with? I I believe we were 80 52 and 4 with 8 plus money dogs, which means you made about 4 grand if you took every one of my picks and picks from the show too. Uh and played them at 100 bucks. And we could have done a lot better, but you know, there's a lot of people picking. And I give everybody's pick on the I put everyone's pick on the sheet uh, at Betstamp. So there were times when, you know, I'd be on one side and the other guy would be on the other and we would just cross each other off. You know what I mean? But right. uh, And that's part of the deal. And I'm not upset about that at all because people have opinions. And I don't call them out for missing. So at the end of the day, after the regular season's over, I'm probably going to be done because that just is too much. It's too much guessing. You know, I felt good about yesterday because I felt like we had an edge. But we didn't have an edge at four points, I didn't think. I wanted four and a half or more. And then I could slip that ticket and get that money line and, and double up. A lot of guys didn't do that. A lot of sharp people did. I'm not saying I'm a sharp because I'm not. But at the end of the day, that's that's what I learned. And at the end of the day, if someone took your advice all year long, mm-hmm. they're happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and we closed up. The way we finished, though, was very strong. You know, those three prop bets we hit. And, of course, I was 2-1 and one for the regular. Plus, they got a couple free NBA picks on top of that. It was a good day yesterday, a really good day. But you know what I didn't do, Michael? I didn't celebrate or take a victory lap. The first thing I did is I thanked my guys because you – and the rest of the crew make this life so much easier because it's a hard job doing this full time. It's tough. And you and everyone else on the show 
that talk football with me or any sport make my life so much easier. I can't thank you enough for that, too. And I think all of us that are involved in this, at least from what I can tell on Twitter, we enjoy it. Uh, you make it really easy for it for us. You uh, make us feel welcomed. You make us feel listened to. And it's fun for the us, and hopefully it's fun for the fans. But at the end of the day, what what really counts is this is your business, and you do your business really, really well. Wow, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. that. You know, I've known you for almost 15 years. We've been working together now, you and I. So that means a lot because I can't think of too many people that know more about football than you. Well, and and but here's the thing: you you got to always put out to people. I may know football as a sport, but that doesn't mean I know how to gamble on it. It doesn't mean I know how to wager properly. And you do. And through listening to you and watching how you do things, reading your book, uh, I think I've got all your books. Yep, you do. Yep. You have the football yep. and the baseball one, right? Yep. The other one's a digital one, but I can send that to you. But that's the same thing as the baseball, really. I put them all together. But, yep, you do have them all. You'll, have, you'll always get them. And just by listening – and choosing to understand that I have a incomplete knowledge at best. Okay. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And, and listening to the expert, I did pretty well this year. A lot of people did, and I'm really thrilled that you got what you got. I'm sorry you lost yesterday, but you already made the bet when I sent that over. And, uh, and that's fair, too. You know, I waited for a while to send that over because I was waiting for that point, that number to move. That was otherwise nobody would have gotten anything yesterday except what we gave them on the show or in the a newsletter that we gave away for free. But yeah, it's been a great, great NFL season. There's one more thing I wanted to bring up before we close the show here today and set our sights for the postseason, the draft. And all these great things talking football brings. And yes, we'll be here every week talking football. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP this year. You know, I and, and probably rightly so. But did they get it right? Because Cooper Cup had a pretty good year too. And you never heard a peep out of him. You never heard him... Uh, moaning in the offseason about not having a quarterback or or somebody got drafted when they drafted a wide receiver. You didn't hear a moan when uh, Odell Beckham showed up on the scene. Uh, did, they, did the NFL, did the voters get this one right? So here's how I look at MVP. MVP to me is if you take this guy off of a team, how good is the team? If you take Aaron Rodgers off of the Packers, they're still a 500 team. Mm -hmm. If you take Cooper Cup off of the Rams, after everything that went on this year, how do they look? Losing Robert Woods, all the stuff that happened. I don't think they look anywhere like a Super Bowl champion. Um, I think Cooper Cup was probably the MVP. 
Um, I think you could have made a case for Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. You could have made a case for Joe Burrow. Burrow might have the strongest case. Um, but I'm not going to quarrel with Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady got 10 votes. He got more votes than Cooper Cup. Well, and and Brady was really valuable. Very. I mean, Brady's amazing. Yep. Yep. This is at his age to play like he did. Um, that's pretty amazing. But you know, if I were doing it, it, it would have been. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about something else, Michael, that I uh, I learned this year. And it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And don't judge yourself or, or anyone else by a couple of bad weeks. I started the season off dreadfully. Um, I ended up going on a 9-1 run and losing a writing job because of it after a 100-unit baseball season. I didn't talk about that anywhere, but the reality was no one wanted to pay me. So I said, okay. And, and I use that to fuel this thing, but I was ready to hang up the NFL this year after the first two weeks because it was miserable. I've never had a great, great season in the NFL. I've had really good winning seasons over the years, but never a great season. I feel like this was a great season, and I'm glad that I didn't give up after the first two weeks. They were horrific. And then we went on those two weeks, three and four. We went nine and one. <clears throat> so don't give up on your system. I didn't do anything other other than keep firing away. I, that's all I did. Go over what I missed and keep firing away and stay in the present. I learned that when I was eight years old playing tennis also. So that helped a lot. But this has been a great season, Michael. You were fantastic. I don't care if you don't know betting. I didn't bring you on the show because you don't know or you know betting. I brought you on the show because you know football. And you put your work in and you care and you show up on time, and, and we work great together. And the, the the listeners that contact me, they love this show because of the guests, because of you. And I couldn't be more happier with this season than I am right now. It was a good one. Sure and I enjoyed was. it immensely. Immensely. And that's because of you. Ah, well, it's because I had a lot of help, too. Mostly it was due to this show, the Monday show, preparing me for next week. Rehashing the way we would do, that mattered. So if you're not listening to this show, and that's cool, you know, that's up to you. Change it. If you don't like what you hear, change the dial. I don't care. But find somebody who will recap games in an honest fashion and not moaning because they lost, their, lost a couple of games because they got fixed. Don't do that. Don't get caught up into that trap, folks. Great stuff today, Michael. Thank you so much for being here again. Thank you, Phil. It's been great. It has. You can find Michael over on Twitter at Phoenix Preacher. And for those of you inclined and want to check out his website, head on over to phoenixpreacher.com. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting this show. PlayUp.com is your one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. And speaking of best bets and bets, everything that we do at the Phil Nason Show, the Wolfline Newsletter, and my premium picks, all are tracked at betstamp.app. 
Sign up for an account and follow us. It's the Phil Nation Show. You'll find us. We're a featured sports better, and we're thrilled to have you tailing us. And we hope that you did this season because it was a terrific ride. Don't forget the newsletter each and every day. You can find that over at cashwithflash.com. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.